I love to improvise and I love to change things up. And a lot of times that leads to either directors or producers or other actors wondering what the hell's going on or thinking that you're being bad, either a bad actor or a bad student, a bad person. But I've also been in the edit. And when you're in the edit, you're looking for the truthful moment. That's why you lean forward. Usually you kind of can go to sleep if it's just by rote, if it's just what you've seen a million times. It doesn't mean you have to improvise, but when you color outside of the lines, I believe that for me, as an audience member, I, I lean in and I'm interested in what's going on. If you've got something, let it rip. I'm never gonna do this again. Everybody grapples with this idea that you're really a fraud. Like I'm alive. And that's when it clicked with me. I thought these are not superheroes. These are just men that can do super things. This is Matt Del Negro, and you are listening to the new Stripped Down 10,000 Nose. All right, you are in for a treat today. We've got the great Chris Messina with us, as I like to call him, my brother from another mother. Uh, Chris and I go back very far. My first summer in New York City, 1995, so that makes it... 29 years, holy cow, we are getting old, I guess. Uh, we've seen every aspect of this business together. We had a theater company in New York in the late 90s. We have put each other on tape, I'd say hundreds of times. We've talked each other off the ledge, both of us talking the other one off the ledge hundreds of times. Literally my 10,000 Knows Insiders community is based on giving people a version of what Chris and I and a couple of our other friends had over the years, that, that support group. He's an amazing actor. If you didn't see Air this year, he was on a lot of short lists for an Oscar for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Unfortunately, did not get a nomination, but um, he's just one of these guys that he's an actor's actor. Every actor's stars, everybody seems to know him, love him, want to work with him, and you are going to get advice from him today. This is the timing of this is I'm putting this out on uh, February 12th, 2024. Now, this is five days before our next uh, Let's Shoot the Rehearsal weekend intensive that we're doing in New York City. So unfortunately, you're getting this too late to join this one, but we will be doing more, I think, later in the spring, maybe in the early summer. Just keep following and I'll announce it on Instagram or on here. But this one Chris was the VIP for us, the first one that we put on, which was back in June of 2023. Uh, it's, it's a Zoom that we did. I'm going to keep it super raw because I want you to just hear his cadence, hear his vibe. I'll cut out a few things just for the sake of brevity and kind of getting us to where we need to get to where we're talking about actual acting. But there's, a you know, the group of people for the intensive that was... Uh, eight actors. There may have been a few other people in the room, my collaborators, uh, Adam and Lorna, and the people that were helping us on the camera side. Um, and it's just a conversation that is really his advice, his take on what the weekend is all about, which is taking ownership of your role, being the custodian of your character. So I hope you dig it. Here he is, Chris Messina. What we do here is go back, 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 back. What I wanted you on this call for was what you and I were talking about last week or the other day with the 
the Falco Gandolfini thing that I think, as I told these guys, is kind of your superpower, that ability to not just show up and be a good boy, but to kind of own your space, own your character, um, not be afraid to ruffle feathers in the service of your character. Everybody's got a scene that they're doing. We've done two Zooms. We've kind of taken the liberty of reading them, having everybody, you know, kind of infuse some of their thoughts, sometimes make suggestions that for for edits and i said that won't always be the case but we're trying to just teach them to kind of take ownership and I'm just curious of your thoughts on that or if there's a better way to put it so i'm not like putting you on the spot but i don't know how's everybody doing today i'm just waking up here so let's see if i get my brain into, into the right, in, in the right place down the block from my house, I am very fortunate that there's a movie theater called the Arrow Theater. And last night I uh, got to see, uh, which I don't think I've ever seen it before on a big screen. I got to see Raging Bull was playing there in this uh, 4K restoration. It's beautiful. And I mean, I think just because it's on the tip of my tongue, I'm sure you've all seen it. If you haven't seen, Raging Bull, you need to watch it immediately. And if you have seen it, you should watch it again. Um, but I but I I think that's a great example. And there are many great examples of of um you know taking it all into your own hands. Um and I'll I'll pivot off of this, I promise. But but uh De Niro brought that idea in that book to Martin Scorsese um, and he didn't wait you know obviously he was doing well but he didn't wait for anyone to give him permission um, and that whole movie is kind of breaking rules and um, you know they're they're doing it the way they wanted to do it um, uh, and and therefore the performances and all the filmmaking is just it's like what it's almost like what looking at a Van Gogh painting. It's so it's so utterly masterful. So I promise I'll pivot and say that I think in this business, um, whether you're talking about the business or you're talking about the craft, you you have to um, make it your own. There's no right or wrong. And I think we all, including myself, fall into these traps of, and again, I'm, I'm trying to use this as an example. Well, I can't make my own movie. Um, I can't, I can't do, I can't do that. I'm not ready to do that. I don't, um, and then so I can't reach out to this producer that I met once I can't uh, write a letter to this director that I really like um and then I'm on a set and I can't make this change or go with this impulse all under the kind of umbrella of 
it's not the right thing to do. They won't like me. I'm a bad person. I'm, a, I'm being a bad student. And I think ultimately the people that survive in this ridiculous business is people that have the tenacity and the bravery and the belief in themselves to kind of take what they want or go after what they want. In that raging bull case, it was De Niro saying, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And Martin's Chris is saying, no, I don't know anything about boxing. And him saying, no, I'm telling you, this is the end. This is what we should do. Um, and in, in our cases, it's, it's, if you have an instinct, you have to follow it. Um, and whether that be business or craft, um, yeah, it's super important because those people both have, um, that's why you lean forward when you're watching a movie, uh, I think, because there's truth and there's a real moment. I, I love to improvise and I love to change things up. And a lot of times that leads to uh, either directors or producers or other actors wondering what the hell's going on or thinking that you're being bad, uh, either a bad actor or a bad student, a bad person. But, but I've also been in the edit. And when you're in the edit, you're looking for the truthful moment. You're looking for something. That's why you lean forward. Usually you kind of can go to sleep if it's just by rote, if it's just what you've seen a million times. It doesn't mean you have to improvise, but when you when you color outside of the lines, I believe that for me as an audience member, I, I lean in and I'm interested in what's going on. So, you know, I had sent this, um, I, I imagine Matt shared it with you or read it. Um, Edie Falco, who's obviously an extremely gifted actress, um, and everybody works differently. So it, this, you don't have to take my advice and go, this is how I have to work. It has to fit your personality and style and your philosophy. But Edie Falco is talking about being very precise, knowing her lines, hitting her marks, and kind of... I think doing it over and over again, I'm sure she's changing it up slightly with different intentions, different line readings, but it's all in this certain framework. At least this is how I read this. And Gandolfini was from take to take changing it up. And you have to understand in the card of the camera, which was used to be film, I guess sometimes it is. That's why there's different, cards to put in the card runs about 12 minutes long maybe some are longer now so there's no point in having a card in the edit of seven takes of the same thing there's no point of it when you're in the edit you go um is there anyone chris was mad because he did it he was feeling so bad for himself for six takes and maybe that one seven take i got mad and for whatever reason, no one knew it on the day. The, the, the being mad is what exactly what the film or TV show needed right there. Um, is any of this making sense or am I rambling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
Um, so I think, yeah, so that really spoke to me, the Gandolfini thing. I think you gotta, if I could say, um, I guess leave you with one thing this morning would be, and it's not just being um, contrary to just to like shake things up. It's like, you have to know the rules, I think, before you break them. But I think it, again, in this business, if we sat here and th talked about the people that have succeeded that we like, they kind of did things their own way. They didn't wait for you to tell them that they could or they couldn't or it wasn't polite or it wasn't. They they wrote the script. They got the book. They got the rights. They reached out. They followed their heart, their instincts. And I think that applies the same way to your craft. There's a script. There's a character. I mean, you know, you, if you, yes, you'll probably get fired if you come in and I'm not saying any of these lines and, and now I'm, you know, completely changing the character. I mean, there's a, obviously there's, you know, you know, it, it, it can't veer too far away from the story that's being told or that they want to tell, but you're the custodian of the character. Nobody else is. And in fact, the writer and director who've been working on it for years won't know what you'll know because you're you're inside of the character you're you're asking questions about this character that they they just didn't have time to do because they were thinking about that character and thinking about the set design and thinking about the cinematography so if it's all running smoothly you're a reporter from inside the character saying this is how i feel this wouldn't happen i wouldn't say that Again, you have to know, I don't want to give you like, go fight everybody and then get, get fired, but you have, you, you kind of have to know, you know, the, the, the line to walk and when people need you to sh shut up or and a lot of times it's not even telling them it's just doing, because if you tell them, I don't want to say this, I want to say that they, they'd be like, ah, no, 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 just say, but if you just show them and it's, and by the way, even if they think it's wrong, it's on film it's in the edit and then some editor comes in and goes i like when he got mad and they and they some and it sometimes makes it in so i guess it's a dance but ultimately in this business in this craft it has to be you because we see hamlet a million times but we want to see your hamlet you don't want you know you don't want to see mine you want to see yours you want to see yours you want to see yours every one of those will be different you don't want to see the same Hamlet. So it has to be you. That's why we're, that's why we tune in every week to watch you. A great teacher said intimacy into me see. So no director, no writer can tell you what's in you. You know what's in you. And you have to bring that to every part you play. And you have to invite it out. Sometimes it goes awry. Sometimes it's wrong. You have to fail. That's, most of them don't understand that too. Like this shitty, fucked up, sloppy, bad take might be exactly what's needed in the moment. Or the next, it might enlighten you. So the next take 
is something magical that no one ever you know imagined could happen. I, I read that Mike Nichols used to say to Meryl Streep, surprise me. See, that's the problem. There's not a lot, a lot of great directors. So you'll be, you'll, you'll come up against or have come up against already a lot of shitty directing. And so it's your job to be director proof. And the way you can do that is know the material backwards and forwards and know the character inside and out. So then you can either battle or just shut up and do what you want to do, but know what it is you need to do. Know, know it better than them. Um, so yeah, the Gandolfini thing struck me because I, I, I like to live that way in my life and in, in acting. I like to live. I was never very good with the rules and uh, I wasn't good in school. And I, you know, I like breaking the rules. Um, but I also like following my instinct. That's the most fun for me as an actor when something is not planned and it just happens. So that Gandolfini thing hit me as that's what we're all looking to do. So I would, I would just say, I'll shut up and just say, in the scenes that you're working on here, just challenge yourself to when there's an exclamation point in the script or Matt told you to walk over here and look out the window and say that line, but you don't want to, don't. Don't cross out the fucking exclamation point. Change the line. It's a rehearsal. Change the line. Say something else that's like the line. It's a paraphrase it to make it mean something to you. Do it here. Because if you can't do it here in this class, you won't be able to do it on a set because you'll be nervous. You don't want to be fired. You want them to bring you back for the next episode. And so, but if you, you got to start here because you'll never just do it there. And you have to make it a part of your day to day. You have to say, what do I want? You know, how do I want to live? What kind of artist do I want to be? What kind of storyteller? To bring it into your life. And then it will follow you into your work. It's like, it, it really is a lifetime of trial and error here. And especially in this, I find whenever I talk to classes or teach a class or something that people, most people are kind of, it's probably their upbringing. They're, they're kind of stuck into wanting to be a good student and wanting to get it right and wanting to be liked. And I would guarantee you the, you know, the performance that comes to your head right now, the number one, your favorite performance that you love so much that made you want to be an actor. I guarantee you, whatever that is, that person wasn't thinking, I hope they like me. I, I hope they, they're not mad at me. They were following impulses and instincts and breaking rules and exploring. So that's what you have to do. You have to. The, the 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 hard part is how do you do it and it's just again a lifetime of discipline to to um you know um commitment but start here i mean i'm sure you're doing it already in your life in ways and maybe in your work but start here today or tomorrow whenever the scene is and do something 
not just to change it up, but follow your heart in the scene. Talk, listen, respond. We rehearsed it this one way, but now something else has happened and I'm gonna go down that road. Just go down the road and fall. And you realize, oh, I fell. Matt's not mad at me. The class isn't kicking me and hitting me and throwing things. I fell. Now I'm back up. I'll try it again. So that's my ramble. <laughs> my my, awesome my ramble. Um, ramble. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle. Did, 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 did that did that did that I hit you? I know you got uh, a lot going on. I really appreciate you doing this, and you you hit everything that I was hoping you would hit. It's great to just know that you can just hand your friend the mic, and they say everything that you kind of hoped and beyond. So I I love it. I appreciate it, and um. I'll yeah, talk. you guys are in uh, great hands with Matt. So, you know, he's he's one of the, uh, you know, the true um, diehard journeyman actors who who is who this is a great conversation for Matt because he's he's gone through this road, I believe, in his work of being very studious. And he's probably talked to you about it. Very studious, very very on point. And when we work together, I'm always trying to throw him off and he's always trying to throw me off. And I've seen, and I've seen his work change when he combined the studious, the prep, the intelligence with the, with the anarchist. And those two, that combination is lethal. It's really lethal. So you're in great hands there. I'd uh, love to meet you all in person and, uh, you know, forgive my um, my rant, but uh, I love acting. I love actors and uh, it's a beautiful life, and a beautiful craft. The, the, the survival isn't always the easiest. Um, it's a, we give our lives to it. It's a sacrifice, but ultimately it's uh, it's a beautiful way to, journey through this world so I, I wish you all the best on your travels and i hope i get to work with uh, each one of you in the near future love you Uncle. thanks love you too. all right that is it thank you for joining us uh thank you chris again um just great advice you know i i've heard it again as i was preparing to put this out i had to edit it a little bit and you know when it's someone that you're that tight with you go, you kind of forget how lucky you are to have a friendship with someone who's such a great artist. But I'm reminded as I as I, you know, listened back or watched back to the uh, that that Zoom that we had that weekend. I hope you guys dug it um, again. The Let's Shoot the Rehearsal weekend for this coming weekend is sold out. But just reach out if you want to do this you know we had chris was our vip the first time then we had yule vasquez we had mark feuerstein we're going to have danny pino this coming weekend um unless his shooting schedule gets in the way but we bring in great actors to talk to our actors for the weekend to kick off the weekend um we shoot in a great 
uh, like a restaurant bar in Manhattan. We do a one day rehearsal. That's where we, this Zoom took place at the AMDA rehearsal spaces. It's a cool weekend, so check it out. Um, also, if you like the overall vibe of what we're doing here and you wanna join 10,000 Nose Insiders, just the, the community, the virtual community, just go to 10,000nose.com and look for Insiders Community. Check that out, you can sign up right there. Uh, what else? That's it. Just uh, if you're digging this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Please share it on social media. Give us a good review on Apple Podcast if you can. And if you don't want to do that, you just want to keep watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you, you listen to your podcast, you can do that too. I hope you dig it and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.